Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. All right, welcome to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast. And today our performance conversation is with our special guest, Zivi Band. Zivi Band is the co-founder and the CEO of Contactually, a leading CRM platform for relationship-oriented businesses. You know, the cool part about today's episode is because Zivi is an author of a book that he's just put out into the world. It's called Success is in Your Sphere, and we're going to talk about that. It's leveraging the power of relationships to achieve your business goals. I mean, right there, you can hear why we have Zivi as a special guest. And so, Zivi, I just want to welcome you to this episode, and um, let's get our jam on. Marla, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so happy. I hope, uh, I hope the next 22 minutes are worth it for your audience. It's always going to be worth it because we know who we're talking to and you have value. Let's go back to the alignment because I think this is really powerful too. You know, I came into your world through the connection of Ryan Pa, right? And he's the found, one of the co-founders of the YEC Network, so um, the Young Entrepreneurs Network. And we hosted a podcast episode probably 24 months ago. And, you know, Ryan's just like, hey, you know, here is a, here's a platform that is really effective. Put you and I in the room together, and then here we are today. So I'm just grateful that we have connections like we do. And those movers and shakers are people that we want to mention because it's important, right? Exactly. And I mean, honestly, this ties back to, you know, the, the book and honestly, I, the story of like so much of my career, and I'm sure for many of the listeners here, that amazing things happen, um, you know, small or large, life changing, or just, you know, a good conversation, um, oftentimes from relationships. And I'm in a completely different place today than I was, you know, five, six, 10 years ago, um, almost solely because I, I had the right people in my sphere of influence. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to jump in because you are an engineer, you're a developer, you're an entrepreneur, you're a strategist, and you're also a startup advisor. And you have been named Washingtonian Tech Titan four times. Okay, jump in, share your story, and uh, just take us there, Zivi. Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone were to just do a quick uh, Google search for my name's Vban now, uh, you'd see a, a lot of accolades. I'm very thankful to uh, at least you know convince people that I've that I've earned. But in, in truth, you know, I, I am the person that when I first graduated college, I was so nervous about you know meeting people and networking that when I was invited to those new hire networking events, um, I, I just I was like, that's not that's not my world. Um, fast forward to today, you know, I became CTO of an enterprise software company that was acquired back, back in 2009. Then I was consulting and working with the likes of Ford and CBS and Volkswagen, all these amazing companies. And then, of course, created Contactually, a CRM for relationship-driven businesses that led it for seven and a half years, grew to eight figures in revenue, uh, had an amazing exit to a, a big technology company earlier this year. And as I look back to it, it really all falls into this one statement. 
And that's relationships are our most important asset. Okay. So, which is interesting because as you're listening to this episode, it's really, you know, you're talking about being an engineer, right? And a developer, which is kind of far from the relationship builder in most points, right? What, what you have is a really technical side to you. So, how did you connect these two, this relationship-oriented businesses? Like, bring it together and then how did you decide to write the book that success is in your sphere? Talk to us. Yeah, uh, re- uh, really great question. So, yeah, I- you know, again, being an engineer, you know, I, I thought my value to the world would just be in the, you know, literally the code that I was asked to write. And that's it. Um, however, I knew early on in my career that I wasn't really interested in necessarily working for, you know, another working for a big company and just being told what to do all the time. I, I felt I had more of an entrepreneurial passion. I didn't know necessarily anyone, you know, anyone out there uh, that was building a company. I didn't have a network per se. I wasn't very good at it. So I said, well, while I try and just kind of start making friends with people who are building interesting companies, um, and so I went to these you know networking events, which you know you can imagine you know a twenty-something introverted software developer. It's a, it's a scary, scary thing. Um, and but I went, I walked in the room and ended up doing what I know best, which is just you know trying to make friends with a couple people. Um, fast forward, I was, you know, I was, ju- I just left a, just left a job rather abruptly, just, you know, as we all know that sometimes we encounter work experiences that aren't the healthiest thing for us. Um, and I didn't, not knowing what to do, I just reached out to friends of mine. Um, and it turns out those friends brought me, you know, job opportunities, consulting opportunities. Um, and so I, I learned, you know, just almost just through watching it happen and unfold in front of my eyes that, wow. All these amazing things can happen if you just have the right people know you and you know them. Um, and so that's why that's what led us to create Contactually because we saw that technology can help us build and maintain better relationships. But what we realized and the reason why I wrote the book is that everyone I think knows that their relationships are really important. But you know, most of us treat it like it's a gym membership, right? It's an, it's a nice to have. It's an ideal. Um, and we really struggle at, well, what am I actually going to do today to be able to nurture those relationships? And so the whole idea of the book is how do we actually apply strategy and structure around our relationship marketing? So you're telling me, so the biggest takeaway is strategy and structure? That exactly. what I'm hearing right there around relationship marketing. And take us there, though. I mean, so when we talk strategy and structure, two very powerful words talk more. Exactly. And I mean, I think you, you can look at, you know, if you were to talk to any financial advisor or open up, you know, listen to any financial expert, you know, they'll talk about, you know, the dollars in your bank account as, you know, as an asset. And how do you grow that asset? It's with strategies and structures. It's having the right tools and systems and people to be able to help you with that. Um, so if we truly think that in our career, that the relationships we have are going to be our best asset, then we really need to treat that like an asset too. Um, and so the whole point of the capital strategy, uh, which is the, you know, the backbone of the book, is really laying out the steps, that I t- the steps that I take to be able to nurture those relationships. Starting off, and one of the most important things, though, is that when we think about our relationships and we know, okay, yes, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to get started, well, many of us aren't necessarily always sure of what goals that we want to have. 
what, like, what does success look like for our relationships? Um, am I trying to get a new job in the next few years? Am I just looking for more referrals from my current business? Am I trying to start a new business and I'm looking for investors? Um, whatever we do, we need to be clear and definitive around what are the goals we're trying to get. And then we, from there, we can start thinking about, okay, who are the, like, you know, who are the types of people that can help us with those goals? Mm, laser clarity. You know, and I think those are really great questions too, um, because, you know, instead of just hoping it, like you're saying, put some strategy behind it. You know, ask yourself a few key questions and then align within your network. That's why we have a network, right? There are marketers, there are, there are business partners, and it's how we look and manage that network that really makes an impact. And here's the thing too, and I'm sure you find this, and let's have a conversation because people want to be called on. When you raise your hand and you say, I need help with this, who shows up? The people within your network. But we have to get really good about asking them. And when you're talking about like connecting to your network, asking and having those strategy questions with yourself, how important is that that we connect it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, listen, at, you know, at core, we are tribal people, right? You know, we were built from a, for very early stages to rely on people around us from it's our mother when we're first leaving the room to the society that keeps us from getting eaten from tigers and putting, you know, putting a roof over our head. Um, we're built as a tribal society to be able to, you know, to build and maintain those relationships around us. And so that applies into the business context these days too. And so what we're trying to do when we're relating to people is we're trying to show, hey, you know, I'm not just, you know, a transaction. I'm not trying to just get another dollar out of, out of you um, or just provide a service, but I'm a human being that also wants to be able to work with you. I'm someone that I can trust. And so that means that when we're trying to nurture relationships, we're trying to break down that transactional barrier and show that we truly are invested in them as human beings. Um, and that means that when it's time for us to reach out, when it was time for me to say, hey, you know, I need a job, when it's time for you, know, you to say, hey, I need some advice, um, they're there because they feel they have that personal relationship. And that's honestly something that we lose out these days. You know, one thing that I, I recommend for anyone listening to this is, you know, try going to, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or your favorite social network, um, or even open up your phone and scroll to any random contact and you ask yourself, hey, you know, if, if they reach out to me, would I lend them, you know, $50? Or worse yet, if I were in a point where I needed $50 from this person, uh, would they be willing to help me out? And so relationship marketing is really trying to figure out how do we maintain and nurture those authentic connections so they're there for us in our times of need. Wow, very powerful. Oh, and this is a big word that I picked up from you as you were speaking too, you know, nurturing. So nurturing the tribe. And that's a big thing. So we don't want to just attract it, right, and be confident within our traction level of what we do and, and who we serve. But how do you nurture? Because I think that right there, that one word has a lot of power and it sounds like something that you've really spent a lot of time with. So give us your top tips around nurturing the tribe. Exactly. I mean, it, this goes into this core concept of digging the well before you're thirsty, right? Um, and so what we're, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to build that rapport with people. So when it comes time for us to meet it, they're, they're helping us there. And so what we're trying to do when it comes to nurturing is we're making those small little investments. 
um, over a period of time, right? Just like we water our plants, we're trying to provide little bits of value over time. Um, and so where we oftentimes fall short is we think that, okay, well, my job when I'm just, uh, when I'm, you know, trying to nurture my relationships is I'm just following up, right? I'm just following up on an email or following up on a conversation or checking in to see how people are doing. Um, well, what we're really trying to do is trying to make sure that every interaction we have is meaningful, relevant, and authentic in some way. Um, and then of course, that means you, you can sometimes go overboard by, you know, buying them tickets to basketball game, but it can be something more intimate, like inviting them to dinner of a few other people that you respect. Um, or something as simple as, and this, I, I, it's crazy how well this works, you know, simply sending them a text or one line email saying, Hey, just thinking of you hope all is well, because again, going back to tribal nature, it's showing that, you know, someone out there cares about us and is willing to help us. Um, and that is an incredibly valuable experience that can build up that relationship. No question. No question. And I think, and that's a big part of it too. So when we talk about nurturing and you share with us, you know, some tips around that, is there like a structure though that you recommend we follow around nurturing people or, you know, so we build relationships. I'm looking always for the juice around performance, around systemizing. Is there a way to do it where it doesn't feel like it's a system, but yet you're making sure that you're like not dropping anything through the cracks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so that's the point of the capital strategy. I mean, walk me through it really quickly. You know, the C and capital consistency, making sure that we're engaging on a regular basis, just simply by blocking time on my calendar saying, hey, this is the time I'm going to stop responding to their urgent emails or notifications, but proactively focusing on the relationships that are important for me. Aggregating, what I want to be able to do is I want to pull all of my relationships into one place. Um, so for the first time, sometime in decades maybe, um, we, have, we have a clear idea of who are the people that we know. From there, well, we have to be able to make sure that we're nurturing the relationships that are going to be important to our goals. And that's the art of prioritization, not just trying to organize our relationships, but really prioritizing over the goals we're trying to achieve. From there, um, investigation, um, building up intelligence on people we care about, right? Like Marlo, like you, you and I were talking in the call about, you know, the, your kid's age. And so that's obviously information that, you know, I can use to be able to build a deeper relationship, uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, T is for timely engagement. Um, I'm trying to make sure that I'm staying in touch with people, you know, every so often or looking for opportunities to reach out. Adding value, as we talked about, is making sure that every interaction is meaningful, relevant, authentic. And finally, L for leverage, you know, we're trying to find ways that we can gain greater leverage with our relationships, um, even if it's as simple as, you know, having email templates set ready to go that can easily send off hiring a virtual assistant, or if I like sending books to my contacts, you know, buying a stack of books and having them sit next to my desk with a pile of pre-stamped envelopes, whatever we want to do, um, I, you know, it's about building that strategy. So I hope that helps. So that's kind of, it breaks down, you know, in a nutshell, the capital strategy. 
Oh, I love it. No, and it's, you've got a platform there, right? And I think we can understand it, you know, aggregate, prioritize, investigate, timely engagement, add value, leverage it all. You know, these are really helpful tips as people are listening to this podcast. You know, there's knowledge right there that you just, um, it's powerful and we need to have this. We need to learn from other people. And you've obviously spent a lot of time doing this because you stated, you know, relationships are an asset. You know, it's one thing to have the relationships, but you also say that, you know, we can have pitfalls to inauthenticity. Take us into that conversation for a minute and being inauthentic. Yeah. Take a look at like what we're, what we oftentimes do on social media, right? Um, You know, you and I remember that, you know, when social media was really starting to take off, you know, 10 or so years ago, it was all about like you would buy social media followers and you thought that, okay, instead of like building up an audience of people that really cared about me, all I had to do was buy a lot of followers and success would come from that. Well, it's the same case now where we really need to optimize for quality instead of quantity, really making sure that when we're engaging with someone, we're not just doing it you know, in as quick a way as possible so we can get to the next person, but we're really trying to answer the question for ourselves is like, hey, how, how do I in- invest in this relationship? Yeah, I'll give you a quick example of something that you could try implementing yourself the next time you as a listener are meeting with someone. I, I was engaging with someone. Um, I had a great coffee meeting on the way out, you know, just engaging some, a little bit of small talk and happened to you know, hear that his kid was playing in a free throw tournament, dug into it more. His kid's really into basketball. So of course, I could have just been completely inauthentic and either not sent a message at all or just sent a normal like boilerplate message saying like, hey, Josh, it was nice to meet you. Um, Or I could go on Amazon, spend $10 and have a basketball with a gift note center's house. Um, And by doing that, again, those small little moments of authenticity can completely change the context of a relationship. Because now five years later, he still messages me and says, hey, you know, whenever I'm out playing basketball with my kid, I see the basketball you bought. And that's a completely different approach. It is. Well, yeah, and you're just showing up differently, you know. Um, yeah, that's very potent. And that's where authentic, you know, and not that authenticity is very, very important. It's valuable. And then there's a remembrance there because it just, it really truly shows the, the person that you are. So very good. All right. So let's talk about this for a minute too. So um, success is in your sphere. Who did you write the book for? Uh, so I wrote the book for anyone who believes that their relationships um, are a key to their business or career success. Um, so whether you're a real estate agent or accountant, financial advisor, entrepreneur, executive, if you know that, hey, the next level in my job, my career, my life is going to come not just from working really hard, but knowing the right people and having the right support system, then this book is a great tool for you. Excellent. Okay. So how did you get, because this is, I mean, I'm a published author as well, but McGraw-Hill, right? You got one of the biggest publishing teams out there to support you. How did you make that? I mean, I think right there kind of validates what you're talking about to write your first book and have McGraw-Hill publish it. Talk to us about that experience. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wish, I wish I can give you some like some better story, but again, it really comes down to, you know, just having the right relationships. It was knowing a few authors that I had, you know, that I had just gotten to know over the years, just through my experience at Contactually, um, ask them about their writing process. Um, a few of them introduced me to a, an amazing editor and coach that worked with me to help develop a really great proposal. Um, she, of course, had the right relationships. And so because I had a great relationship with her, she introduced me to an editor who, of course, his sole job is to nurture relationships with authors and with publishers. And that's what brought us to where we are today. And of course, the first time I met, uh, first time I met the editor, um, you know, we were able to very quickly uncover that you know she had worked with a number of uh, you know, a number of authors that I had known also, um, and so for me, if I you know let's say I completely blew away my database, you know there's absolutely no way um, I would have gotten the book out. Mm. See, and that's how it happens. You know, it is really, it, yeah, it is that circle of influence that's so important. Okay, so we're coming into the close of this. Where can, you know, what's your website, what's your social media, how can we connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the website for the book is successisinyoursphere.com. Uh, you can, of course, uh, just go online to any bookstore and just search for success as in your sphere. It's, of course, available in uh, every major bookstore. And my name, first name, ZVI, last name, band. I'm pretty easy to find online. But, of course, success in your, is in your sphere.com is the main website for the book. Excellent. Okay, my friends. So to learn more about Zvi, um, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can add him to your circle of influence, connect to his resources, and purchase Zvi's book. So this is like so, so important. Thank you for joining us. This was amazing. I know our audience is walking away with huge value today. So thank you for that. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So we invite you to share this podcast with others and we thank you in advance for your partnership. And if this episode um, left you feeling inspired, please, please share your biggest takeaway on our Performing Get Paid Community Facebook page where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the Work With Me tab to schedule a call. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to gain clarity and remove self-doubt, plus some personal insights from me that I only share in email, get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe, leave a review and tell all of your friends. We would sure appreciate it.